Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Venture Fuel Podcast. On today's show, we have Jack Shannon, the co-founder of Recess. I've known Jack for a number of years as we launched Mr. Robot for USA Network together using Recess's platform that enables brands to plan, purchase, and coordinate event sponsorships across the country. Most of our conversation today centers on how Recess has adapted given the global pandemic. Few industries have been hit as hard as in-person events, but Recess quickly seized on the opportunity to create a platform for virtual event sponsorships. So the next time you're listening to Diplo do a set from his basement, don't be surprised to see your favorite brand integrated. This is connecting brands to fans like never before. Take a listen. Hi, I'm Fred Schonenberg, CEO of VentureFuel. My team travels the world discovering the best startups and technologies to help our Fortune 500 clients. From mixed reality to product innovation to the Museum of Ice Cream, we help businesses discover what is next now. We're bringing this knowledge to you with interviews of top investors, corporate visionaries, and the startup founders creating the future. So buckle up, because here comes the Venture Fuel Podcast. Jack Shannon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Fred. So Jack and I go way back. We've done a lot of really cool uh, programs together over the years. He's one of those founders that you just uh, instantly know is going to do something dynamic. Um, and so I'm thrilled to have him on today because we are uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a pivot, but uh, a, a new angle that Jack has has kind of masterminded here at Recess. Um, but before we get into that, Jack, take me back to the start of Recess. Uh, tell me a little bit about the founder story, how you guys got off the ground. Yeah, uh, well, myself and my, my co-founder, uh, Deuce, have been working together for the last 10 years. We, we started actually as uh, event producers ourselves, had, a, had an agency, had a, an ad network o- over, over the years. And so um, kind of understood the pain point on both sides, both for brands and agencies and for event organizers to be able to connect and build out campaigns and programs. So, um, so yeah, it came out of us organizing our own tours, selling our own sponsors and just seeing a lot of the, the issues and, and uh, uh, you know, struggles with kind of scaling some of those partnerships. So about, Three years ago now, we were producing our own events and decided to shift into building a marketplace that could just help connect all the other event organizers that are out there um, with with brands and agencies that were looking to, to team up on on campaigns. So, um, so yeah, it's been been about three years now, and and shifted that business from an event production company into building a technology company and a, an online marketplace that we facilitate those partnerships through now. So it's been, uh, been an evolution uh, over time through, through a couple of different models. So the way I always think about recess is essentially you're, you're taking experiential marketing, event marketing, uh, whatever you'd like to call it, right? So concerts, uh, events on college campuses, um, and, and you're, you're creating a platform um, where a, a brand can essentially buy all these different, uh, opportunities to connect with people in real life. Is that a fair sort of summation? 
Yeah, exactly. We, we, we've aggregated a lot of that inventory all in one location. So we think about it almost like a, like an ad network in a sense and, and brand, you know, brands and agencies being able to put in, here's who I'm looking to reach. Here's where, here's what I want to target. And then being able to see all of those opportunities and just removing a lot of the manual effort and email and back and forth and um, kind of all the heavy lift and logistics that goes, that's traditionally gone into coordinating those partnerships um, we wanted to make it as easy to to form those campaigns as it is to run Facebook ads, um, you know, or or place online media. So it was it's kind of the last form of media that hasn't been commoditized in a sense and put onto an exchange, you know, digital out of home and you know, all, all types of of offline mediums that are coming online and and events and experiential and sponsorship, uh, you know, was one of the last to do so. But we we think that. Um, for a lot of those turnkey opportunities and, and brands and agencies where they, they have a campaign and they're looking to find and figure out where are those audiences in real life, um, they should be using as much data and information to be able to make those decisions as, as you know, is available. I used to, before I started Venture Fuel, I ran a company that had an experiential group. And I remember we had like multiple full-time employees that were just calling college campuses or calling bars or concert venues to kind of put together these campaigns. Uh, and so I remember the first time we met, that was what struck me was like, that was such a manual clunky process and getting the contracts with each of those venues or operators took forever. Uh, and then we had, we smoothed that all out so that there was one contract with the, the brand advertiser. Uh, but I mean, the amount of time, effort, labor and like proof of concept or proof of performance afterwards was awful. Um, so you're, you're kind of, you guys recesses come in to solve that sort of uh, the disjointed marketplace and make it smoother. Yeah. I think similar to the digital ad space prior to, you know, programmatic exchanges, like you had to, you had to standardize the inventory enough so that you could buy across multiple different partners, but, but be able to do that in a very efficient way. And so, uh, experiential was, was, you know, I think in a lot of ways in sponsorship is led from the event organizer to the advertiser. Here's the deck, here's the gold, silver, bronze package, which one do you want? And, you know, going through that, that negotiation. And so, um, and I think like those, the biggest partnerships, you're never going to be able to buy through a platform. They're going to be so customized and so nuanced that it, it won't be able to, you know, it just doesn't make sense to do it that way. But for, a lot of the the opportunities um, that are more you know transactional in nature, or they're the, you know they're looking to basically buy access to that audience. Um, there's there's you know some efficiencies that you can gain when you when you do standardize that inventory and just make that process um, a lot easier to execute because it's it's all relatively the same um, or they're similar, but everybody does it a little bit differently. So it's just a matter of getting you know everybody onto onto one one place and one platform. Love it. Uh, we're going to jump over to sort of the world we're in now uh, with the, the COVID pandemic and, and what that means for you and experiential. Um, but I thought maybe before we get there, can you use an example of a, a brand that uh, prior to this was using recess uh, most effectively, the way that you think a brand should be using you just to give people some context of, of how this comes to life? Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there's a couple that come to mind. Um, one, one, pr- one program we ran with uh, USA network, um, actually thanks to Fred who, and, and venture fuel who, who helped uh, 
put that opportunity together between us and, and uh, USA network. But, you know, they were um, coming out with a, a season launch and, and looking to target, you know, they had identified college students as the target audience um, they had some key markets that they were focused on or wanted to look at. And so they were able to basically identify the, you know, those types of events and programs that match their target criteria. And they bought, um, you know, an integration into the event itself. So uh, um, that, that one was, was a bit more, even more integrated than, than typical, but they, uh, Mr. Robot uh, hacked the Jumbotron at 10 major music festivals right before um, I think it was the chain smokers at the time that were um, the headliners that, that took the stage. And um, so then those people came on stage and there, there was a, a onsite activation with a photo booth that led to a glow wand that had a secret code. And if you took that code and you went online and watched episode one, uh, they erased $15,000 of student debt for someone. So it kind of brought it all the way from, you know, that big impactful moment through the consumer activation and then a tie um, digitally online. But, uh, but yeah, you know, basically used our tool to identify and, and book and execute those programs um, through, you know, one, one central place. What I loved about that too, was not only could you use the sort of the efficiency of, of your, your platform, uh, but we, we got, we got your expertise too. Cause I remember being like glow ons are a terrible idea. Uh, and you push back really aggressively uh, and you're like, no, like for the show you're trying to do for the promotion, this is like the perfect tie in. It's cost effective. It worked. And it was, it was a home run. I mean, uh, the amount of college students that downloaded Mr. Robot got advanced access. That show went on to be the number one show on cable uh, and really kind of rebranded USA network overall. Um, but I think you guys played a, a significant role in that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we still need great brands and great agencies to come up with what those creative ideas and executions are. Um, you know, we, we can definitely lend our knowledge and, and advice there. But, um, you know, we have all kinds of uh, different partners that are coming up with innovative ways and, you know, building out campaigns that, um, you know, are, are, are great. So everything's rolling, right? Recess is, is hot. Uh, you guys raised money. You're doing all these uh, great deals with with really large brands, uh, and and they're repeating. It's scaling really nicely. And then uh, this pandemic strikes. And with you know you, you can maybe look at restaurants or air travel. Like right next to that, the thing that has been most disrupted by all this is in person experiences, uh, which which is the core of your business. So can you can you take us through a little bit. Uh, you know, how, how, how you experienced that, like what, what you were dealing with uh, and, and the solution that you guys have, have uh, come up with. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely uh, greatly affected our, our business in a lot of ways. I mean, we had tons of, uh, of sponsorships booked all throughout the spring and, and heading into summer as well. So, um, you know, colleges and universities obviously uh, quickly, uh, canceled or postponed a lot of those events. So, um, you know, it, it was unfortunate, uh, but we, we have a policy on our end where it's due to, to COVID or, or other cancellations like that. Like it's just a hundred percent refund policy to, uh, to the brands and the partners that we're working with. Most of them, um, you know, just kind of shifted those plans into the fall and, and shifted into other events. So we didn't, we didn't, uh, you know, that, that part of it was, was, uh, a, a pretty, 
uh, you know, it was a tough transition, but got through it. And, um, you know, uh, everything's kind of on the path moving forward, but we, we kind of looked at it and, and I think it's still unclear as to when that, you know, physical events are going to be safe to return. Um, but, you know, and, and talking with brands like they, uh, some of our, our customers, they, they were also, I think there was two or three weeks of just like pause and, and a lot of, uh, you know, uncertainty around that. And, and even still, I think a lot of people are working through like, what is the, what does the response look like? But um, we saw so many things, so many interesting things happening online uh, that, that, were, you know, all these virtual events and online events that were popping up and really like those being the new ways that uh, people were, were still connecting, even though everybody was at home. Um, and, and whether it was, you know, Diplo doing late night, you know, live streams on a weekly basis or um, fitness and workout classes moving online or, um, you know, different cooking shows that, that are popping up, like all of that, uh, a lot of those activities and a lot of the places that brands use to reach consumers, sports, um, uh, you know, music, bars, all of that um, kind of on pause. This, this uh, was both, you know, just for myself personally, seeing things that were happening in, in my feed and other people were posting, um, you know, for the time being, that's, that is, is the kind of medium that we have from an event standpoint uh, to connect and engage. And so we decided to adapt and, and basically change our platform to be able to support uh, virtual events in addition to physical events as well, um, which, you know, has been interesting because it's, it's coming up with what is the, what is that? standard inventory item or what is, what is the way that you can, you know, brands can kind of like consistently deploy a campaign across multiple different partners. Um, still somewhat unclear. Uh, and I think a lot of, a lot of people are just figuring out what it is, but definitely a, a an interesting opportunity as well. Cause we, we think you know, it kind of combines the best parts of, of events that shared collective experience with the, scale and the, the measurability of, of digital in some ways. So, um, you know, it's, it definitely can't replicate that, that in-person experience or being able to physically try, you know, a, a sample while you're watching a concert or, or something like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's a new medium that is it definitely presents some interesting opportunities as well. I, I just, someone just told me that uh, Nielsen came out with a report that uh, we're consuming 60% more content uh, since this started per person, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I certainly can attest personally uh, that I've been, you know, binging, streaming, all sorts of things. But I'm also doing all sorts of, you know, masterclass learning, uh, video calls with friends, checking out concerts together. And, and I think there, there's something really powerful here that, that people are coming together. Uh, while it's not in person, they are still gathering and musicians, uh, comedians, uh, workouts, right? Like it, it is the new event marketing uh, for now. It's what we have. Um, so I think it's really, it's a really smart and also authentic uh, adaptation of your business. Uh, Cause it's, it's essentially the same concept of people uh, gathering. My, my question for you, and you alluded to it, that it's evolving, but what is, what is brand integration and sponsorship look like in virtual events today? Yeah, I think like, a lot of what you're seeing are you know, brands that are either creating their own events. Um, and that's kind of, I think that was a lot of the initial move in 
Verizon and Levi's and, um, you know, their partners that are creating their own content and their own programming, um, which they did in the physical world too, Coachella parties and South by Southwest and, you know, branded events that relate to that. Um, and then, yeah, the other category is brands that are finding ways to integrate into existing programming that's happening in, in some way. And so um, I think it, it's, the, I, you know, a lot of the things that, that uh, it, it looks native in nature in a lot of ways, like it's it, people either consuming, you know, drinking a beer while you're playing the set uh, or, or a, you know, or a water bottle um, that's integrated into a virtual workout class or a CPG product that's being used in a live cooking demonstration. So I think it, it, you know, in some ways it's almost, you know, it looks like the, the live read or the integration on podcast advertising combined with, uh, you know, influencer in, in nature in some ways too, where they're, they're kind of still taking it and localizing it and making it unique or integrating it in, in some way. And then some value or benefit for the audience as well that's tuning in or some way to engage them. So it's, you know, could be everything from donating a, a meal or a dollar to frontline workers or some kind of charity tie-in to the program based on the number of viewers that participate. Um, or a lot of a lot of brands are using it to have some specific call to action either to their e-commerce channel. Um, with a coupon code or a discount, or maybe they're trying to push to Amazon, um, or it's a, a giveaway or some kind of lead gen, you know, initiative where they're getting some kind of benefit from it. Um, and, you know, even brands that were traditionally doing sampling at events, they're looking at um, how do you tie in with 7Now or GoPuff or, you know, one of these app-based delivery partners to actually have the product delivered in real time while that event is happening um, to people that are there or shipping it to them afterwards. So there's a lot of like unique ways, but I think you can look at it in that framework of like some kind of native integration and then some kind of action or call to action or, or something that's coming out of it from, from the other side. Yeah. I think it's, it's really smart that you've thought through the, how do you actually get a physical product uh, delivered uh, whether that is, is with a, a GoPuff or, or somebody like that, where it's more immediate uh, or even through the e-commerce play. Um, Cause it, then you still have that physical touch uh, with it, which is, which is nice when it's, you know, you're not there handing somebody a, a cold beer or a, yeah. a sample to try. Yeah. And I mean, a, a, a lot of those categories, I mean, alcohol being a big one it is, you know, that's why a lot of events are sponsored and, and there's, um, you know, opportunities there. So this is just another, version of bringing that online and, and still being able to drive some sales element of it um, along with the, the marketing side as well. Is there a client, uh, maybe a CMO uh, specifically that, that you think should be looking at, at this, this offering from recess right now that uh, you, you maybe haven't, haven't gotten in front of yet, but is a good example of, of what you want to be doing? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're seeing in, in the CPG space in particular, like a lot of really interesting opportunities, just given the, the tie-ins with um, some of those delivery partners and being able to close the loop on, um, on attribution and then also measurement looking beyond that as well and being able to see um, the impact that's associated with that. Um, and I, so I, you know, I think that's a, a really interesting category. And I think any, anyone who's focused on 
um, customer acquisition or, or, or growth or, or, um, you know, kind of looking at, uh, you know, if it's an app based delivery partner or anything, uh, in that world that can be really tracked and, and measured. I think those are some of the most interesting opportunities, uh, with, with a lot of the, the virtual events that are, that are popping up right now. Very cool. Well, Jack, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Really appreciate appreciate it. Uh, and everyone can find out more uh, about Jack at uh, recess.is. Um, recess is basically uh, not only virtual, uh, but when we get back to in-person events, uh, they are providing sponsorships that are connecting brands to fans like never before. So thanks very much, Jack. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Fred. If you're interested in how to futurize your business with inventive emerging solutions or have a startup venture we should watch, please email us at info at venturefuel.net. And for breaking opportunities, please follow us at VF Insights. Thanks.